And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. It's only a prayer way. Hallelujah. At this stage, it gives me great pleasure to introduce the Chancellor of the Bible School, namely uh, Pastor Chris Ross, who is the Chancellor of the Breakthrough Bible Training Center. 
and he will also then do the Chancellor's address as well as the Minister of the Word of God. So ladies and gentlemen, if you could please stand to your feet and if you could help me to welcome to the platform, Pastor Chris Ross. Praise God. Let us pray before we continue. Father, we commit this graduation ceremony into your mighty hands. We welcome the Holy Spirit to be here with us. And may we learn something that will change our hearts and our minds here today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may all be seated. Thank you. It's our graduation ceremony for the Bible school students today that have studied for three years at our Bible school. It is also today, by God's grace, the uh, start of the new year for the new students. And I trust God, by His grace, He will help me to explain to you the importance of studying to show yourself approved. Amen. And all those that have not yet had the opportunity to study, that opportunity is now being afforded to you here today. Amen. I want to first welcome everybody that is here. You might be visiting here because you have interest in a student on my right. You are so welcome. If you are a mother, a father, or a family member, please feel welcome. If you're not part of our church, feel extra welcome because this is the best church south of the Sahara Desert. And we are blessed to have you here with us. This morning, we are also um, privileged to have uh, Pastor Chris with us from Adulam Ministries and the whole church has joined us because there are five of their students, five or four, Deirdre, that's been graduated here today. So let's clap for Adulam <laughs> Ministries. They found it fit to close their service and come all the way from Elsie's River to be with us. We can put this off, please. They've come all the way to be with us, and we cherish that. And I want Pastor Chris and his wife to stand so we can also give you a warm welcome. You will, we will ask him to bring a greeting later when the students and the other varsity uh, Bible school uh, lecturers also maybe bring some greetings. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are a bit late with our season. Our dean has traveled to Ghana, where he's originally from. He's a doctor, fully uh, studied doctor at the University of the Western Cape. Not medical doctor, but a doctor of philosophy, philosophy. All right? If you don't know what it means, it takes many years to study to become to receive a doctorate degree. It's the highest qualification you can study for. After that, they can make you a professor. It's not something you study for. It's just a recognition of your 
your years in the academia. Say manat amen na janavid waarvan ek praat. I myself was a student at the university for eight years. Four years I did my degree, two years I did my honors degree. That's six, right? And I took five years with my master's degree because I had to take a break and do an extension. But generally it takes about eight years of studies. Amen. <laughs> you are blessed to have educated people that lead you. The Bible says, Woe to you if your king comes from prison. Be as forsichtig as your layer van die tronk afkom. But be blessed if your, if your leader is a noble. Yeah, it's in the Proverbs. You will find it there. Woe to you. See, if one of us are land circles, you need to say, I am not going to come to And kijk, jy kan stry, wat in Godse woord, kan jy nie stry nie. Kan vir jou slim hou, wat in Godse woord, kan jy jou nie slim hou nie. The Bible is true. And all the words are true. Woe to you, if your leader, comes from poverty, and from prison. Amen. So I said all the formalities I want to share with you shortly the word of the Lord before we do the graduation capping. Today is all about graduations. I'm also being uh, invited to be speaking at Pastor Pat Roman's church or to do the ordination of some of the uh, pastors and elders there this afternoon. If you want to join me, starts at half past three in Ravensmead. So BMI will get a break today. Are you happy? Are you happy? Sunday is for? Sunday is for church. Sunday it's not the Lord's hour, but it's the Lord's? Yes. We love church, isn't it? We enjoy church. I want to speak to you today about the art of preparation. The what? The art of preparation. Yeah. It's important to prepare yourself in life for many things. If you are not well prepared, then the opportunity will come to you and you are not equipped to take the opportunity. You all understand me? Because in life there are many doors of opportunity that will open for you. There are many jobs available, isn't it? But as they know, that come with your CV. What grade did you pass? They said, no, I can do this work. <coughs> Don't worry about my grade. They say, no, 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 no. We need to see if you have been prepared, if you have been trained to do this type of work. It's another reason why our country is in a mess. Because people that are not fully prepared has to turn the knobs at ESCOM 
tierra. But today, may God speak to you about preparation. Proverbs 24, 27. Prepare thy work without and make it fit for thyself in the field and afterwards build thine house. Any LT, let me see what it says there, please. Do your planning and prepare your fields before building your house. Hallelujah. Preparation is an art that can be learned. You must have skills and discipline and experiences to do things. Ministry doesn't just come by you getting a calling, then jumping out behind the bush and you want to preach. These students have sacrificed three years of their life while you maybe went home to eat a big lunch and to snore. Our Bible school takes place uh, uh, on a Sunday afternoon from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. We chose that day because it saves people from traveling in the, in the night, in the middle of the week. So we use the Sunday to its maximum capacity. Our services here ended about 1 o'clock, half past 12. Then we have fellowship and other things and other meetings and thereafter Bible school. So you must say, Pastor, my I'm sorry. Yes, it is. Nothing in life comes easy. Amen. You see, I need to talk to you, my people. I believe you're my people. All right? And I want to say to you, the short time of your sacrifice will pay you back very greatly in the future. Do you see now? You, you might leave high school and find a job by checkers as a packer. Then they pay you how much? 200 rand a day. Is that what? Is that too much? I said, oh, how much for these packers? Help me. Look how they are. Come and say 100 rand a day. For argument's sake, anders gaan die wiskunde te swabies for baie van ons. The maths might be too difficult. So 100 rand, so you get 500 rand a week. And then you get for the month 2,000 rand. Or 2,000 as we would say. Is that wonderful? Yes, so you can go somewhere in the weekend. You can buy your beloved a chomp and a packet of flings. You know? The other student who decides to go to university has no money. The little nusvas they get or if they get, it just doesn't make it. They're always hungry. Students are always hungry. That's why I like university students and I always make sure I have food for them because I was a student myself. Fortunately, I didn't study far from home, but those who come from far, they never have food. They have to pay the price of being away from home. They have to sacrifice of not having food, not having the care of a mother or father when they are sick. Jay is a pecker. Jay is a man. And it's lekker. 
But after three years, and some after four years, that short sacrifice that that student has made by having nothing, going, sitting and reading books while you watching TV, video games, PlayStation, on the soccer field, walking outside, sitting on the palaces. The student is now preparing for his future. And then, whilst you're waiting for the taxi one day to go to check as hyper, <laughs> because you have got, you've now a senior packer. Say paki klein sakisi, say pak na di khrut sakis. Hey! Then the one that was at university drives past you with a Volkswagen Polo 1.6. I see it's a quabi. The music, the club. Kwabi is a school to um school town, or she she's on her way to the city of Cape Town to do some work there in the office buildings where you can see the ocean on the foreshore. You standing here waiting for Biala Diav taxi to take you. But for your three years, when you never wanted to prepare, never wanted to sacrifice, you got the 2,000 rand. Listen, it doesn't work well for you. Because for the rest of your life, you're going to be a struggling person. Because you were not willing to sacrifice that small time for a big future. Are you listening to me? Now Jesus Christ came to earth and for 30 years he prepared himself and he only preached for three years. Preparation is vitally and crucially important. It fixes you turns you upside down, inside out, changes your mind and makes you see things from a better perspective. Are you listening? You need to prepare also for many things in life. You even need to prepare to meet your God. Yeah? This life on earth is a time of preparation. Look at Amos chapter 4 verse 12. He says, O Israel, therefore will I say unto thee, O Israel, and because I will do this unto thee, prepare to meet your God. Let God impress upon your heart the importance of preparation. Hallelujah. Because it will give you, number one, an advantage over someone who has not prepared. Why must we prepare, Pastor? It gives me an advantage over someone who has not prepared. Yeah, it's, it's the major thing. 
when I was teaching leadership some time ago in a, in a private place, my, my, one of my senior coaches used to say to the children, this is preparation and this is opportunity. He used to take his two hands like this in the air. Just come hold the mic for me, Pastor Roman. He, he used to hold the mic for me. I'm here. He used to take his one hand like this. He said, this is preparation. Can you all see? And this is an opportunity that comes. So when the two come together, that's for your geleentheid, and it's for your geleentheid. Now come with two And as the two come, if the two comes together, it becomes like this. Now, when they walk up here later, what will you do? Why? The preparation has now met an opportunity for them to do ministry work. Zij kan ook ministry work doen, maar Jere, zij is voorbereid. Are you with me? And that's why the Church of Jesus Christ is, is very disorderly outside. Because everybody thinks that you can just do haphazardly what you want to do. But it's not correct. You must prepare. You must prepare well. Amen. The more you prepare, the more, the better you can manage problems and overcome obstacles that will arise in your life. Say amen. Preparation helps you to prevent anxiety and worry. So worry man. Prepare. If you know it's going to rain tomorrow and it's going to be church, prepare. Amen. When you are at the mooi mark and no reality, then stand it when you look at Prepare. Crave your wasaki and make your arkies too. Maar they gaan kerk too. Amen. You see, sometimes when it's wet, you see very few people come to church. They are not prepared for anything. Preparation prevents failure in any mission. Amen? What must you prepare for? You must prepare for war. Because there will be many wars. There will be many battles. Prepare for them. You must prepare for hard times. Eish. There will be many difficulties in life. There will be pain. Prepare for these things. Yes. You must also prepare for the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. Are you still here? Now these students have prepared to preach the gospel because the courses we give them our courses, the other way, where is my page on the Bible school? Find it, get it, arrange it for me. It could be in my bag. I want to read them the program for the Bible school. They have prepared, and I'm going to read it to you now, what we teach the students. This year, by God's grace, I've, every year I've changed the Bible school because as time goes on, you must always improve things in life, isn't it? You can't be the same every year. Daar moet verandering komen in jou leven. Is dit die waar nie? 
Now, the same with the Bible school. As I started, I kept changing it, changing it, changing it. I changed the curriculum because I, I studied as an educator. I can do things and I write exams for the students. It's all my work I do. Make your exams. Then I see, no, amal het gedreep die ja, volgende jaar maak, ons het een bieke makkelijker. Amen. Yes, this is what I need. Put everything on my desk, please. Yeah. So, we do foundations for the work of ministry. Yeah. You need a foundation. All of you that's not yet signed up here, or you, you gave up because the three years was too long, you must sign up again today. Foundations for the work of ministry. We teach you how to lose, to suffer, and how to die to yourself. Otherwise, you can't work for the law. We teach you core concepts of shepherding. This is the new curriculum now. Say, you must say, Pastor, I've done it, I'll do the new good What it means to become a shepherd. Fundamentals of evangelism. Was it now new names for the good? Blood power. Anakazo. Practical approaches to church growth. A leader's manual on loyalty and disloyalty. Wow. The theory and the practice of operating in the anointing. Hey, I think you must all come back to Bible school. We will be learning on the sweet influences of the anointing. Steps to the anointing. And catch the anointing. Jesus, but it looks like The art and the science of leadership. There are very few leaders in the world today. No, there are very few good leaders in the world today. Very few. Come to the school of leadership and we will make you a great leader. Jesus said to the disciples, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I say to you, come to the Bible school and I will make you a great Christian leader. Amen. Essential charismatic doctrines. Say it, amen. They will be aware of praying. As if they are not Bible school to come, but they are not aware of praying. Principles of financial management in ministry. Who am your child? And the bedienung tantier. Amen. Then demonology. You must all come for that course. Okay. Demons and how to deal with them. Hey. And then what I'm adding this year is church history. All the well-renowned healing evangelists, mega church pastors. Because when I preach here on a Sunday, I often mention names of great pastors, isn't it? Then my people look at me like, this die pastor. But when I say, A.K.A. Asiela, Brenda Fassi and the Wailers. He said, Bob Marley and the Wailers. Yesterday we had a party here and the people were dancing. I was so surprised. One of my very spiritual sisters did a song of Brenda Fassi. I'm your weekend, weekend special. But she did it in another language. 
So you're going to learn who are the great churchmen of, the, of, of yesterday. Amen. The woman evangelist and all these other things. But you must prepare to preach the gospel. Are you with me? And it takes years of preparation before you are ready to preach. Actually, you must first preach and make some mistakes. When I started to preach, I made a lot of mistakes. My mother used to help me sometimes. My professor used to help me sometimes. But you make mistakes and you feel foolish. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have. But if you're humble enough, then somebody can help you and say, no, that is incorrect and that is... All right. You make some errors, but that's part of the preparation. You know, Jesus sent out the disciples and he said, go two by two, go into the city. But he was still with them. He was preparing them for their ministry after he was gone. When you go into any house and they don't receive you, shake off the dust, move on. He was helping them. What will be their life when he's gone? Preparation. Are you with me? Preparation for rejection. Are you prepared to be rejected? You see, sometimes, even your life that you are living, you get sometimes people don't want you, people don't receive you, people don't recognize you. Yeah. When I was young, then they would choose other people to preach. They would never. I felt I had a calling. Nobody saw I had a calling. No, they see this one is this one. But that's all part of God's preparation for me to handle rejection. Yeah. So I don't care today if you don't want to receive me, if you don't want to acknowledge me. I was sitting in a, in a relaxed setting the other day with a few pastors, and I was giving them some of my quiet time uh, uh, revelations. I said, recognition is always a problem in the ministry. All men want to be recognized. But the problem is, very few people can see anointing on certain individuals. Yeah. The disciples asked Jesus, so didn't they say that Elijah must first come before the Messiah? So we said, yes, it's right. Elijah must first come before the Messiah. But you know what? Elijah has already come. He said he came as John the Baptist, but you did not recognize him. So we also had to ask them, who do you say I am? It's a question of recognition. Oh, some say you Elijah, some say you this, the prophet. Okay, but who do you say? Can you see with eyes of recognition? But I'm here just to remind you that your, your, the inability for people to see you, students, is part of your preparation. So one day when you stand, and you preach. Don't look for people to accept you. God is going to prepare you for rejection. You must actually first be rejected before you can be accepted. drums you. Pastor Chris, I'll tell you something. You know, when the, when, the, when the Pentecostal church went over into Charismata, 
they used to make fun of us, you see. Uh, they made fun of the Pentecostals. They said, die pangsters, hulle sing net koorkies van jimmel toe gaan. They made fun of us. Uh, you see, where he leads me, I will follow. Then I was at one church, they made it like a mockery of it because the modern church was a victory church. We're walking in victory. Ah, that's the, the, the name of Jesus. There's victory. We're going over. I am a friend of God. But you see, as, as time goes on, and I sit and I contemplate my life, I realize there's a time you're going to have to cross this river. You must cross the Jordan. Yeah. There's a river somewhere called Jordan. They say it's very deep and very wide. You must go over. It's the river of death. Have you prepared to cross that river? Your victory songs are quiet. Your demon songs are quiet. Victory, taking back what the devil has stolen, it's all important. But you cannot move away from the preparation to go to your grave and cross over. You cannot erase it. You must be prepared for it. In life you must prepare. Prepare to meet your God. There will be death. There will be funerals. There will be sorrow. There will be sudden death. You must talk about your wife. Talk to your wife about sudden death. Say, sweetie, as they more sterva, ek sal hy weer trouw nie. Maar wat moet ek met al jou kleere maak wat hier in die kast hang? Talk about it because you must prepare for it. Not when it happens, I say, oh, you're a who hmm? Let me close with this last part. Education. Studies. What does it mean to prepare? To prepare means to educate yourself with knowledge. Are you all here still? To prepare is to educate yourself with a special knowledge. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 15. Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. The one concern I have is for my Bible school students, I hope they don't forget the stuff we teach them. You must constantly read your books over and over again. So when you stand to preach, you must know what is New Testament, Old Testament. We had one young man who was very strong in his... He had a lot of in the Bible. But he was slim. And one day he was trying to tell people, he was talking to university. They, the university students of my church had, a, had a, a, a program at university in the breaks. 
So this guy didn't finish matric, he didn't finish any grade, he left primary school. So he also went with them. He also went with them to the Bible, to the university, praise and worship. And he also wanted to stand in front. But then as he was talking, one of the university students stopped him and said, Brother, sorry man. I can't remember the correct scripture. Do you know that scripture? Yeah. I said, David. <laughs> he was preaching. He said, David stood before Goliath. And Goliath was strong over David. But David said to Goliath, If God is for me, who can be against me? Now, David, who come but it is a New Testament scripture that he's now using in the Old Testament. But he, he thought the people wouldn't know. But one of the students said, Maas Dairani in the New Testament, but David was also in the Old Testament. Are you with me? In Brustan and Priyak, I say, Paulus and say, Fro Silas. But Silas was a frowny. Silas was a man. If you're not well educated, you're going to talk nonsense of the stage. The Ian Bruce said, Johannes Satani Boom. And Jesus looked for bay. And he froze to form Baski when I preak my immense. Dink mos, maar dit was mos, Johannes wat in die boom was. Wie was in die boom? Een kot manneke, ne? En terwijl hy so prik, want Johannes in die boom, en die jyre kom voorbij, want Johannes staan, en Johannes kyk. Toe stier die vrou vir hom so'n briefiekie, na die altaar toe, en hy sien toe daar staan, dis nie Johannes nie, dis Zacchaeus. Maar hy het nou al 50 keer gesê, Johannes. Maar die Heere gee om wijsheid, halleluja. En hy sê, die Heere kyk op en hy sê vir hom, Johannes. Sy wat aan Zacchaeus' plek sit, kom van die boom af. You must study the books about ministry. You cannot just read newspapers, Facebook, WhatsApp. You must study books of ministry. Amen. If you want to be a minister. Hallelujah. Educate yourself with special knowledge. You must have many books. Students, how many books do you have in your room? Paul said, I left my cloak in Carpus, 2 Timothy 4.13. When you come, bring it with you, but especially the books and the parchments. Hallelujah. I have a bookshelf in my house, but it's too small, so I built a second one. That one is also full now. I must build a, a third one. So I, I'm building a room just for books. 
You must have books. You need special knowledge for the ministry. Amen. You must educate yourself with special knowledge on the anointing. You must understand these things. Jesus said in Luke 4, 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. The first message Jesus ever preached was about the anointing. Take it home with you. The first message He ever preached was the anointing. You could maybe even entitle this message, Catch the Anointing. In Luke chapter 4. So in our Bible school, we will teach you on this very important subject, the theory and practice of operating in the anointing. Rick Joyner in his book, The Torch and the Sword, said when he met Jesus, no, no, it wasn't Rick Joyner, it was Kenneth Hagen. Kenneth Hagen in his book, I Believe in Visions, when he met Jesus, when Jesus, he had this vision of Jesus coming to him at, uh, at his hospital bed. Jesus said to him, that message that, they, that is written in Luke 4, we, we can believe it or not, he's just, he's just saying, I'm just saying to you also, the message that is in Luke 4 about the anointing, that message I preached in all the cities I went to. It's only recorded in Luke 4, but he said, it was a message that I preached wherever I went. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, uh, to deliver the captives, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Hallelujah. You need knowledge about the anointing. Glory to God. You need knowledge of leadership. We teach here in the Bible school what is a good leader. Yes. The art and the science of leadership. Chapter 38. Leaders must get angry sometimes. You didn't know. You know nothing about leadership. Chapter 45. Leaders must punish people. Pastor? Yeah, because you see, if you don't punish people, then they think every time you say something, you're joking. You must be joking four. We must be joking five. Leaders must mix with the big and the small. Yes. The art of good leadership. Hallelujah. You can learn all these things as you come to the Bible school. You can say, no, pastor, I don't want to come. I don't have time. You will be a pecker, spiritual pecker for the rest of your life. And I will pass you by with my spiritual polo because I made time to prepare myself for life ahead and to preach, to stand in the ministry, to preach. All of you that's getting these wonderful caps today, you must be active in your church from today forward. Pastor Chris, I mean, said no kennis, no mutalala kennis. You must put it in. You're not finished. Now you have the knowledge. Now you must do the practical. And you'll make some mistakes and your pastor will help you. And my people, I will also tell you, that's not correct. Do this. Others did it for me. So I will also do it for you. Amen. But you have done it. At least one of our requirements is here when we want to do any, take anybody into leadership. Has he done Bible school? And also, a man that had praat from Johannes and Zacchaeus, what he must have praat. Amen. 
Sa'y sangog Jeremia, kumaisto may kan, timira van Jericho. Huwag ka na ikwork eh. Jeremia, kumaisto may kan, kenja niya tayo, timira van Jericho, basta kersel at sukatan, het omgeval. Jeremia, kumaisto may kan, timira van Jericho, as a lekker koorkie, as ons klaar is met die koorkie, woe, pios die salving af, sister, Christina, maar Jeremia in die mire van Jericho, het niks met mekaar te doen, het was nie een mea, maar iemand het verkeerd geluister daar in Kairos, in die Doorings, toe hy sing nie een mea, toe die sister gaat sê, dat is a lekker koorkie, Jeremia, en nou sing ons amal Jeremia. That's why the world don't want to listen to Pentecostal people like us. Want hulle sê, die mense, hulle weet die waarvan hulle praat. Amen. You must educate yourself with knowledge of warfare. Ministry is a war. I've got a, I'm finished preaching. I've got a, Conference called War, Fighting Invisible Enemies. Now you might say, Pastor, what war? You see, you don't have education. Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy 6, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called. Yes. Fight. You must fight. This ministry is a war. Pastors become very careful because of all the fighting that they had to endure. They don't trust people easily. Being a Christian is war, but to be a minister is a firestorm of more wars. Yeah. You must understand your enemy. You must know where he is and who he is. 1 Timothy 1.18 This charge I commit to you, Timothy according to the prophecies which went before you, that you must fight a good warfare. That you by the prophecies might as war a good warfare. Hallelujah. You must be educated in these things. You must know about spiritual serpents, spiritual dragons, spiritual flies, spiritual frogs, you don't know what I'm talking about? You must know about Leviathan who comes from the sea. You don't know what I'm talking about? The monster that rises from the sea. You must come to Bible school. Amen? You must be educated about angels who has come to help you in your battle. Hallelujah. You must know about the war in the heavenlies for the souls of men. And more and more. And more. There's much more to learn. But we thank God that we are advertising to you today the Breakthrough Bible Training Center, BBTC. You must come. And all of you that failed and stopped, the reason you are alive, God is giving you another chance. Ask your neighbor, have you already attended the Bible school? 
ask your neighbor, did you complete the Bible school? Now tell your neighbor, today is your day. Fill in the application form. And for three years, every Sunday, from three to five, not every Sunday, there's a few breaks in between, okay? Every Sunday from three to five, go and sit under the teaching and the tutelage of anointed men and women of God and then write your small exams and pass it so that you don't have to be a spiritual pecker, but you can be someone who can stand with pride, holy pride and honor, rightfully dividing the word of truth, 2 Timothy. Rightfully dividing the word of truth. Glory be to God. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. I am excited for all of you that have put effort in. And I'm sure not just what you learn, your interaction in the classroom has also shaped you, isn't it? You've met new friends. You've heard other people's comments. You've heard questions. You've been taught by these lecturers. And I want to encourage the rest of you to become part of what we've done here. Can you say amen? Let us pray. Father, we thank you that this Bible school will draw students from all walks of life. And it will become a great place to give instruction and practical training in many subjects crucial for the pastor or a serious church worker. Hallelujah. Touch everyone here today and those that will graduate May they go with the fire of God. May they not backslide and lose all this preparation that they've done for the three years. I pray against the attack of Satan against their lives. May they be useful in their churches. May they grow into powerful men and women of God. We ask all this in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind.